We're going to look back at the regular season and look ahead to some of what those regular season games have taught us and how they apply to the postseason, including uh, will some of the games the Celtics lost hurt them moving forward? Jason Tatum's minutes, Joe Mazzulla's coaching, how much can his preparation help him get past some of the things that he doesn't do well? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rainy J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finish. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every single day, Monday through Friday, bonus podcast when the Celtics play these playoff games on the weekend. I'm going to have plenty of podcasts for you, so make sure you're subscribed, whichever app you use. Uh, if it's one of the obscure ones like me, I use uh, Pocket Casts on my phone, but you can do like the normal person Spotify or wherever, but this, this show exists everywhere. Uh, you can watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comments section, join the conversation there, and uh, enjoy. Hope you just enjoy the podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. You regular listeners, you know I love you uh, for, for continuing to listen to the show every day. I'm John Corrales. I used to play ball once upon a time. Now I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and today we're just going to look back in the regular season. This is a good day to look back it's we're recording this on Monday. The Celtics did not practice. It's kind of just this one day to take a look at some of the things that maybe were bugging us. And now that we get this 30,000 foot view, we get a chance to just maybe we overreacted. Maybe we underreacted. I don't know. We'll see. First, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tom Westerholm is back. The underscore boys ride again. Tom, how you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm ready to ride. Yeah. Yeehaw! 57-win season. Uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty good season. A good season, man. It's, it's, you, know, you know what's funny about this season? Is if you said at, like on September 26th, yeah, they're going to win 57 games, you would have been yeah. like, Wow. That's pretty good. Wow. They just yeah. lost their coach. That's very impressive that they That's did that. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they go on that crazy stretch at the start of the season. And everybody's like, oh, this team's going to win 76 games. And then, like, yeah. you get now you get to the end of the season, they won 57. You're like, eh, it was okay. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was, was all right. That was quite good. They did very well. I find it interesting that they're doing this against the backdrop of what the Boston Bruins are doing because. <laughs> The Bruins have set the record for most wins in NHL history, and they, they're a couple of games away from potentially setting the record for most points because NHL has a weird scoring system. But regardless, this Bruins team has is, is right there with being indisputably, after a regular season, the best regular season team in NHL history. I feel like you can look at the Bruins from the outside – whether you're a hockey fan or not, be like, wow, everything went right for them. They they just it's 
impossible to expect a season to go that well. Right? I think objectively you could look at that and be like, oh my God. They had they literally got everything go right. Pasternak's got 60 goals. Everything's good. New coach doesn't matter. Nothing mattered. That, I think, is what people have wanted the Celtics season to be. And I think the reason I bring up the Bruins season is that is such an outlier. Yeah. That is such an outlier. I think when we can look at something like a hockey team, because I, I only follow just casually, you can look at that and just admit <laughs> that's, that's never how a season's going to go for a, for a team. But – when we look at it from the Celtics lens, if every game went the way most of us had hoped each game would go, that's the season that the Celtics would have had. And I just don't think it's realistic. Now that we're out of it, it's that type of season is unrealistic to expect for anybody in any season, in any team. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, look, it's it, it's kind of the curse of, of winning, right? Like, I mean, it's it's like, you know, you got all these, like the Bruins – doing this is, you know, people are excited about it, but it's like, you know, that like you're also coming off the, you know, one of the greatest, probably the greatest run in NFL history, right? Like, you know, yeah. with Brady over the years, like, you know, the Red Sox have won world series, you know, like, you know, recently is 2018. Like, mm. I mean, yeah, like there's like, I, I don't know. Then <laughs> so the, the backdrop of all that, that the Bruins come in, you know, they're, you know, setting records and it's like, yeah, the Celtics having a 57 win season. It's, it's less, you know, it's less like, oh wow, great job, guys, and a lot more like, wow, you guys uh, could could have been sixty three. Why wasn't it sixty three? <laughs> you know, you you lost the, you lost those games to the Wizards right. and to the Magic and to the Rock. Yeah. Should have been sixty three. You bums. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, you, you very easily, very easily, there are games you can go through their schedule, and without a doubt, they should have beaten Houston. They should yeah. have beaten Washington. They should have beaten Cleveland on the. Uh, the Grant Williams two missed free throw night. Yeah. Uh, you can you can go back through and say sixty three wins is not. We're not asking too much, John. <laughs> that, right, right. That we're not asking for everything to go perfectly. All we're asking for is beat the damn Rockets, beat the damn Wizards, hit two free throws to seal a game. That's three wins right Heck, there. The make one free throw. Send this thing right. to overtime for credit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You know, like, like, yeah. So yeah. so I get it. I get it. And there's there's a chance that we're sitting here after the Celtics lose to Milwaukee in a game seven, and all of a sudden the tone is very different. Because what's the first thing that I will bring up if they lose a game seven in Milwaukee? That Houston game. That Wizards game, that Cavs game, you had three chances. They they fell behind Milwaukee. They they finished the season one game behind Milwaukee with the tiebreaker. So it's not even all of those games. Win one of those games. Just win one. 58-win season would have been perfectly fine if you won one of those games and or don't punt that that Milwaukee game and just you, you could have still, you know, you could have been in first by yourself. So I do, I do think that while this has been a good season, there is still kind of like that loose end that we could look back on at some point and say, 
Um, well, that hurt and that torpedoed the season because a game seven, even though we don't know if the Celtics still would win a game seven at home, you know, Milwaukee in this fake scenario could still win on the road, but we know how it's going to go. So let's just start off, you know, we start off with the, Hey, it's a good season, but I will also acknowledge, okay, it could have been a better season. Yeah. I mean, certainly like, but doesn't that just apply to like most good seasons that any team is, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, I mean, you know, the Bucks have had games that they should have won that they, you know, wish they could have gotten back. I mean, heck, they probably wish, man, if we just hadn't lost by 40 to the Celtics. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> nah, right, right. There's, you know, I mean, here. yes, a- every team has that besides the 2022, 2023 Boston Bruins. Like every team has, you know, like, like a few games that they, that they wish they could have back. And I mean, honestly, I, I, I do think like, it's it's funny because because I I you know it, like in this hypothetical scenario where the Celtics get to a game seven against the Bucks, it's on the road and they lose it. I honestly think I'm still gonna kind of I don't know that I'm gonna be with you on that one because I do think that like this team spent a lot of time resting its players. Everybody is healthy going into the postseason and they have a high seed, right? They and and they they would be the like if they make it to the finals, they will have home court advantage over whoever they play in the finals, right? Like. To me, I, I really think like, yeah, it wasn't a perfect season, but it was it was good enough that I'm like, yeah, like, like we do, and we we've seen them win in Milwaukee too. That's the other thing. Oh like, sure, oh sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so when you kind of put all that together, I understand that there are games they could have that they could have won here and there, but um, to me, it's like I think this team realistically thinks that it can it can make a run to the finals, and it doesn't need home court advantage in the conference finals to do that, and I think that's. I think they're right. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Bucs, but I do think they are capable of beating the Bucs. And could they have made it a little easier on themselves? Sure. But I also, you know, they can still win. And, like, that that's really what it comes down to. So I'm going to ask a question here and take a break. Yeah. And then we'll come Your back. Your favorite move. My favorite <laughs> move. My favorite move. I agree with everything you just said, right? So if – the top seed was never all that important anyway because the Celtics can win anywhere. Why did they play Jason Tatum so many minutes at the beginning of the season? Why were they chasing every win that much at the beginning of the season? All right, we'll take a break here and chew on that for a second. First, let's talk about the Game Time app. Game Time sponsoring this podcast. Thank you so much. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful and you shouldn't have to know three months in advance, hey, I want to go to a thing. Maybe you just want to go to a game. Maybe you just want to say, hey, maybe there's a Red Sox game you want to go to. Maybe there's just a regular season game next season during during the season you want to go to. You want to get these last-minute deals? Well, that's what you can get with the Game Time app. You can figure out what events are going on in your area. If you're bored one weekend and you want to go pick something up, do the game time app don't go through the other things forget planning months in advance the game time app has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater more game time guarantees uh the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time gives you a credit for 110 percent of the difference 
You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know where you're sitting. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, you're all set. So download the GameTime app, create the account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. I'm sitting here. If you're watching me on YouTube, you see I got a Red Sox hat on. Red Sox season going on. Lockdown Red Sox, if you're interested in that. Or if you're not a fan of the Red Sox, Lockdown, whatever baseball team you like, there's a team there. Lockdown Bruins. We talked about the Bruins. Sure. Lockdown Bruins. Check them out. Uh, also, Lockdown Patriots. All your local teams. We say your team every day. We mean it. So check out your favorite team. They have a Lockdown. Outside of just lockdown Celtics. All right, Tom Westrom, I asked you a very important question. And I brought it up because Brad Stevens was asked about managing Jason Tatum's minutes. And I thought it was really interesting that he said his answer starts specifically since the All-Star break, really good. And goes on and on about, yeah, yeah, they've they've really worked through some stuff. But he starts off specifically since the All-Star break. Um because they did play Tatum a ton of minutes. And one of my fears coming out of this regular season is does Jason Tatum, is Jason Tatum going to hit a wall? You brought up in, in yesterday's podcast that Tatum has played one more minute than he played last year. So he's basically the exact same. Although someone in the comments did bring up like, Hey, he, he, he understood that he uh, hit the wall. He changed his diet. He changed his, he changed how he's preparing for games. So he's, this is actually going to be a good test. Yes. If Tatum is like all the stuff that he said when we were asking, you know, months ago, hey, it, it, Tatum's minutes going to be a concern. And he was like, you know, hey, we have a plan and here's the plan. We'll get to see what the plan is. But if the, the, the party line at the end of the season was, hey, the second seed is fine, which I believe, by the way, it is. Yeah. Then... Why didn't you guys kind of do the slow ramp up <laughs> like like we all expected? 32, 33 minutes for Tatum and Brown at the beginning of the season and then work them up to 38, 39, 40. It's a good question. I mean, the the I guess the you know, like kind of the uh off the cuff theory that I would that I would posit like they were playing such good basketball, right? Like at the start of the season. Like just you know, offense that we haven't seen like in, in like NBA history before um, in the first, I almost wonder just like, it was probably a lot of fun, right? Like it was, pro- you know, like, I mean, sure. like great basketball is, is, is great. Like it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun to participate in. It's I'm sure it was fun to coach. And I, I think, you know, I, I wonder if that was part of it. If it was just like, you know, like, Hey, like we got a good thing going, let's keep this rolling. You know, everybody looks healthy. Everybody's everybody's playing well. Let's let's keep it going. Um, and I also do wonder. I mean, look, like Brad Stevens kind of talked like about how the first twenty games of his tenure, his head was spinning, and then after that, it was just like you improve incrementally. You know, kind of like every every so often. And uh, look, those were the first twenty games. You know, the first 20, 30, 40 sure. games of Joe Mazzulla's head coaching career. He had a crazy learning curve that he had to try and Brad Stevens kind of acknowledged, you know, just like how tough that start of the season was and, and how many things he was trying to manage. And 
when Brad was kind of going through all the things that, that Missoula had to manage, it, it was a good reminder. Like, okay. Yeah. He had, you know, no time to prepare. He had a completely new situation. Um, you know, like introduced at TD garden for the first time. I was thinking about that today. Like how, how, how Missoula, like that first game at, at, at TD garden, that must've been such a bizarre experience for a guy who was largely behind the scenes. Who's yeah. division two school. If, if you've looked at Fairmont state's court, it looks like a high school gym, right? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, you know, after Jason Tatum is announced on opening night, it's the head coach of the Celtics is Joe Missoula with like yeah. a graphic of Joe Missoula. Yeah, yeah. What a wild experience that must have been. And I, I say all that to say, like, he had a lot of stuff to learn, including a lot of like injury management and player management and health management stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of those decisions happen mid game. You know, those are not things that you necessarily have automated. Those are things that kind of, yeah, you have to consciously take your star player out of the game and consciously put him back in. It's all learning. So I, I think it was probably partly that too, right? Like just like Missoula kind of figuring things out. And that's probably why, you know, probably one of the things that like, yeah, since the all-star break specifically, um, he, you know, really got the hang of it a little bit. Um, yeah. That would be, that. Th those two things I think would kind of be my guess. I think, I think Tatum kind of since the all-star break, I think he understood that all right that I'm, not, I'm not getting the mvp <laughs> yeah that he, too that i think too. He, i think he understood i'm playing a ton i think tatum is is part of the equation here yeah no that, because brad stevens in earlier comments had said hey we we'd like tatum to sit he kind of fights us on that yeah. and you know it, it's one thing for me to say there's no fight here. Just make him inactive and there's nothing he can do about it. You are inactive. Grab your Jordan sweatsuit and sit on the sidelines or whatever. Sit in the back. Who doesn't matter? Just don't. You're not playing today. But the Celtics and, and NBA teams, they don't like to fight their stars on things like this. So they just say, okay, all right. You know, let's let's just kind of see how it goes. Okay. If we need to later, we we'll we'll handle it later. But for now, fine. Um Joe Missoula is new, like you said. And he says, I really like to win. He said, how many times has he said this season? I really like to win. I really want to win. Coming out of the Ime Udoka stuff to rally the team and to make sure that they were winning games because the last thing you needed in November and December was somebody like me Asking questions when you start slow, you start, you know, whatever it is, 500 or just above 500, and you start asking the questions about how tough has it been? Is the adjustment with the new coach? Is that part of the problem? And, and <laughs> with that just, knowing nod that, like, yeah, is that part of the problem? Is that, is that, <laughs> yes, as I, yeah, it, it's part of the problem, That's right? It's part of the problem, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Please say we wish you had email. No, repeat uh, after me. Yeah, <laughs> but they they didn't need that. They they wanted. I think the team wanted to prove it wasn't Ime's coaching. We play the game. We we're, we're the reason why we went to the finals. Yeah, Ime helped, but you know, I think players wanted to get that point across. I think Joe Mazzula was like, we are going to win however we need to win. It's almost like November, looking back on it, was 
kind of, it's like you fold the season in half and you had like the beginning of the season and the end of the season carry some level of importance because they finished they actually finished strong the beginning of the season i think they needed to start strong to to shut up all the email stuff to put the focus on the players to take the focus away from hey interim head coach is you know is it, are you keeping email around because this guy might not work out they they shut all that stuff down he became coach of the month it it, it was all like just a big kumbaya so yeah yeah so i think i think maybe i think maybe like in retrospect it's easy to say ah, they really leaned on tatum and brown but yeah. brown missed some some time and so it doesn't feel like his minutes are as big a concern but now we can sit back and say ah you know you could have you could have just taken it a little bit easier but i don't think if i'm being fair here I don't think in that moment they had this this level of kind of perspective. The perspective only comes at the end when you've won the tw- the fifty seven games, right? And, and you get to that point of like, well, maybe we could have done it a little bit differently. But if we did, this whole season might have gone a different way. It's you know marathon like we we're talking about other Boston uh, sporting events, right? Marathon right, marathon, weekend, marathon yeah. Monday's coming up, right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a world class runner who didn't have a great plan for the race right they started a little too fast and then the middle of the race right it was like it was like december january it's like you kind of fell off a little bit but they rallied and they got second and you know what second place like in the marathon that's that's just pretty pretty great it's pretty pretty great great. yeah yeah so like yeah i mean yeah i think you could have won but you sprinted too much at the beginning but like honestly wins in your face your legs are feeling strong like yeah yeah yeah. yeah, like this feels pretty good yeah yeah, I mean, it's hard to blame them. I mean, especially like if 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 the fallout from losing Ime Udoka and from the whole Ime Udoka situation was that this team got second instead of first. Okay. Yeah, good yeah, job. yeah, it's a good know? perspective. That's a good way to look at it. Fifty-seven wins and the second seed. I mean, you won more games. <laughs> right. You won yeah, more games. Right. Right. You know, you got the second seed to quote and, Joe, and you didn't close badly. You know, it's like if if like if they had been hot the whole season and then they closed badly, that would yeah, be they, a different thing. They, they closed, closed strong, well. pretty they well. Closed, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just and to quote Joe Missoula, the other team went on a twenty-game win streak. Right, right. You know, right. so it's 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 a little bit more than that because the Celtics could have, like like I've been saying, you, you could have held them off, but also teams don't go on that kind of heater, generally speaking. And you kind of expect them to tail off a little bit. And they just never did. And so, hey, congratulations to them. And you still pieced them by 40. Like, it's like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. still have that in your back pocket, too. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 All right. Let, we'll, we'll talk more about Missoula. Let's let's talk about Missoula and the job that he's done and, and his growth. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. But that's one of the other things here that that um, Brad Stevens talked about and, and has been one of the big overriding kind of storylines. From the season, that is next. First, today's show also brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy, made super easy. Why is it so easy? Because it's you against the projections. They set the projections. You decide more than this projection, less than this projection. So when the playoffs come around and you can pick Jason Tatum, they'll set a projection for his points or rebounds or assists. Pick more, pick less. If you win, boom. You can add that to your total. 
You pick two to six players. If you win those, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. You're not competing against experts. It's you and the numbers. And you can do this with just about any sport that's out there. All the major pro sports, all the college sports, MMA, golf, European basketball, it's all there. 60 seconds or less, it's all it takes to make your entries. When you win, safe with safe uh, app withdrawals, super easy. And it's currently operational in thir- over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com. Sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. So if you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. Any deposit up to $100, they'll match it. But you got to enter that promo code Locked On to sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. So we talked a little yesterday about Joe Missoula's growth, and I just kind of want to touch on that again because there's that's going to be the biggest question, I think, heading into the playoffs for a lot of people. Um uh, is, is Joe Missoula going to be able to figure out adjustments? Is he going to be able to figure out when the other coach is doing something? Can he figure out what's going on and, and adjust to it? I personally, Tom, I think it's a little overrated. I think if the teams are completely evenly matched, then the coaching and who makes the right adjustments at the right time that's that's going to be an an issue that that could come up. If there's more talent on one team than the other, maybe great coaching and on one side and poor coaching on the other can level the playing field. But are we going to see poor coaching? I don't think so. I think we're going to see fine coaching yeah. from Joe Mazzula. It's not going to be. He's not bad at it. He's good at it. It's just he's not seasoned at it. And I don't know if. The like the Bucks are going to be tough, but I I've been saying I love the matchups that the Celtics can throw up against them. As, and Philly, I'm like I feel very dismissive about Philly, which I misspoke yesterday because Philly is also in the top ten of offense and defense. I said Cleveland was the only other team, but Philly is as well, so that makes them pretty good. But I don't know. I feel like the Celtics have what it takes to beat them pretty easily. When you're in a situation like that. How bad would Missoula have to be and how good would the other coach have to be to make the coaching a a distinct difference maker? Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, I I do, I, I agree with you. I also think, like, if you're talking about kind of the degree of difficulty of your first playoffs, right, I'm sure it's it's, it's very hard. Like, it's a completely different thing, right? Like, you you know, it, in, in um you know, in the playoffs, it's like, it's like every every minute matters, right? Like every substitution, every, every counter to the counter, to the counter, to the counter that you see, right. All of that stuff matters. And that's where, you know, maybe somebody like an Eric Spolstra, who's been around forever and, and, and you know, has like, has proven himself as a, as a great coach in the NBA. Yeah. I mean that it, it you know, makes a difference to, to have somebody like that around. Um, but I think when you think about like the degree of difficulty, like Missoula's start to the season is harder than this, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he was under a bigger microscope than this, like the, a brighter spotlight, even than the, the NBA playoffs. Like Missoula is not going to be the, the, the person under the spotlight here, right? It's going to be, I mean, to a small extent he will be, but I mean, it's going to be more so Jason Tatum, more so Jalen Brown, more so the players who are going to be out there. Like at the start of the season, you know, 
every conversation about the Celtics was about Ime Udoka and was about like, cause it was so, you know, it was so salacious, right. It was like, like the national media couldn't help itself. Like, Oh, like what, what, you know, like, and here's Joe Missoula. Like who knows how this is all going to happen. Like, I, I just think that to me, I, I would imagine that might've been harder than, than like, you know, for Missoula, you know, not, not the actual job, right. Like the, the, the actual coaching, um, you know, is it, the playoffs are a completely different animal, but um, when it, when it comes to like pressure and all, and all that kind of stuff. And like, like now Missoula gets to just kind of do the thing that he's really good at, which is scout, which is think about basketball, yeah. which is, you know, like, like come up with counters, go, come up with, come up with, you know, plays and that kind of thing. Like Missoula is good at that stuff. He's, you know, he's been around the game for a long time. He really knows the game. He's a very, he's a very bright guy. Like I think he'll be able to figure that part out. Um, you know, I think the, the learning curve to me was the hardest thing for, for Missoula this season. And, you know, it, it was, it was difficult and he learned a lot this season and now he has the benefit of all that learning to start the playoffs. And I think that's a good thing and a high seed. So he gets like, like kind of a warm up round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I, th- I think that's a really good point that with, it's almost like the regular season is harder in a way because you're trying to figure out how to do the stuff that you're doing against a bunch of different teams. You yeah. know, a bunch of different you're not preparing as deeply for a regular season game as you are for a playoff game. Yep. Your opponent is much harder. It's much more difficult opponent. But they're sitting there right now. I'm sure they have two game plans. Yep. That it they have a, a Miami and Atlanta at least base game plan that when to the, the Tuesday night game is over they can say, okay, this one goes in the trash, and then this one is what we're going to build off of, and we can really start chewing on, okay, what if they do this? What if they do that? The the in-game coaching kind of chess match is when someone goes off script and does something uh, unexpected. I know that these guys are going to sit there, and if it's Miami – they're going to have all the players, all the permutations that have happened over the course of the season. They're going to go really, really in depth. They're going to be you're going to you're going to know. Hey, Jimmy Butler is going to do some weird stuff. You know, Bam Adebayo is going to make some plays. These guys, certain guys, are going to make some plays. This is where we can help. This is where we can do this. This is where we can do that. These are all the little tricks that Spolstra has done this season. These are all the little tricks that he's done historically. These types of zones, these types of things. There's so much information out there. And I think one thing that Missoula is really, really good at, it's consuming a lot of information and distilling it down to the important points and understanding that. I think he can read a textbook and take the information out and and, and process it and all that stuff. The question is going to be if Spolstra or Doc Rivers or Mike Budenholzer throws the curveball and it's like, I mean, I'm going to say something stupid here, but like, oh, you got Joe, you you got Joel Embiid running point, you know, like, well, what are we supposed to do? But like something weird, right? Like, I I don't know what the weird thing would be, but some zone they haven't seen before from the Heat or something like that, something right? A grouping that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. In a scenario you haven't seen before and go, huh, now why would they do that? Right? You've got to figure out on the, hmm, why, 
why would they put this guy in there? Why would Udonis Haslam play in game two in the third quarter, right? Like, th- that's not something you expect at all. Yeah. But, you know, is it desperation? Is it working? If it's working, what do you do? You know, like, sometimes all you need to do is something stupid for the other team to be like, wait, huh? And be thrown off just enough where it's a 6-0 run. Yeah. And once you get a 6-0 run going, then now you're looking at momentum. Now you're yeah. looking at confidence. And if that 6-0 run turns into Max Struess hitting a couple of three-pointers, and now it's a 12-2 run, uh-oh, right? Now you got to figure out, okay, what are we doing here? Okay, timeout or no timeout. Sub somebody in or don't sub somebody in. Let them roll with Haslam or whatever dumb thing that they're doing because – Okay, yeah, that's they've they're plus ten with that now, but just let these guys I I see it coming and let them pick it apart and and even this up pretty quickly, you know? So that's gonna be where Missoula it you know makes or breaks anything. Yeah in, in these games. So but I preparation wise, I'm with you. I think preparation wise, over the course of the regular season. I think it feels pretty – I feel pretty comfortable with how the Celtics can prepare for something. Yeah, for sure. I also think, like, the good news for the Celtics is, like, okay, so maybe not Miami because Miami has so many shooters, um, but I do think they have more opportunities for random, dumb 6 nothing runs on their roster than, like, other teams do, right? Like, like yeah. they have, like – Peyton Pritchard. Here comes Peyton Pritchard. Where did this? <laughs> where did this seven nothing run of just like yeah, a guy yeah. hooping for two minutes come from? They have like like Luke Cornett is tall. Why is this tall, <laughs> awkward deer looking dude coming in here and just giving us buckets? You know, for a second, right? Like it's like they have all these like you know why is Grant Williams all of a sudden knocking down three threes in a row? Like they have all these kind of random six nothing runs just just sitting there, just just uh, on the bench, uh, you know. Sam Hauser coming in and, and getting yep. hot for a minute and a half and, and they get him out before they, uh, the other team can start picking on him. Like if they get past, you know, that first round, I think that whoever they're facing, they like, I, I do think that they will like, I think Missoula can, I think Missoula is going to be a, a perfectly, you know, competent coach. But I also think that like, when you talk about those little weird, like where did that come from? The Celtics depth means that they have a lot of opportunities for where in the world did that come from? That is true. They they definitely have a lot of where did that come from potential. Um, and if if I, I'll say this, I hope they don't have to use it. Yeah. Because usually that means if if Pritchard is in the game, there's something bad has happened. Right. Or, right. Or they're up twenty and it doesn't matter. Right. But if if Pritchard's in there second quarter, third quarter, and it's a close game, what? Why? Yeah, you Why really you really don't want to break glass in case of emergency because Jalen Brown already has a laceration on his hand. Like oh, you do not want more broken glass. Damn. I want I want to shove you like Rudy Gobert. That was pretty good. <laughs> I, like I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got I got I was I was all excited about that. That was good. That now was you're, now you're now, now now I'm getting punched. Yeah. Yes. By me, John Corrales, you 
stink, Mr. Westerholm. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, yeah, slow-mo probably does describe my basketball game at this point. So, <laughs> um, All right. This, this was supposed to be, this is kind of like, was like a regular season, postseason kind of amalgam podcast. Yeah. Um, I, you know, to me, the regular season, like, this might have been the most generic regular season. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, they there, had were, hot, there were hot streaks. There were cold streaks. There were, I mean, there was a good, but their, their stars were stars, but not like so starry that you're like, oh, wow, that guy was an MVP. Like, okay, so the email Doka thing happened. Yeah, yeah. And then, that, and was then less, that, that was less than generic for sure. Right. But then it just disappeared. They went on that run. And then they were just a good team. Yeah. They were a good team the whole way. Especially at the end of the year. That one, that was really where it just kind of, they, they just kind of fell into this. Not, not fell. They just kind of like clicked into place as a, as a good basketball team. Like you yeah. guys are good. Good job. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, they had, they had a couple of the, you know, the lapses against the bad teams, but they, they yeah. really were strong. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I come out of this. I definitely come out of the regular season feeling great about their chances. Considering yeah. where I was after the all-star break. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was definitely kind of like, I don't know, kind of spooked by the all-star break. Like, oh, wait a second. Don't tell me they're doing this again. But they got out of that pretty quickly. You know, Brad did say they 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 pulled out of stuff pretty quickly. They figured yeah. things out. And to their credit, you know, they never let a losing streak get past three. And they never let anything linger. Jalen re- referenced this in, in one post season, uh, one post game this season, where he's like, "We didn't let some bad games turn into a bad month," and that's true. Like even yeah, even yeah. though we played at a uh, a reduced pace of what they had been at the beginning of the season, they they never let any losing streak get past three. And how many of their losses were in overtime? Where you know, I think that counts for something not like hockey where you get a point for it right bringing it full circle but i but at the same time i don't look back on the season and see a bunch of like flashpoint standout moments yeah it was good start golden state warriors game happened a little bit of a lull figure out how to win uh, a little bit without hitting a bunch of shots go into the all-star break lull after the all-star break finish strong that's it no huge – I don't know. I, I think in each regular season you have, like, something. But, like, last regular season, they had that Knicks loss. They had that signature. That changed yeah. everything. The energy. And they went up, yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. They didn't have any of that stuff. This was just a steady kind of – aside from the hot start, they just – after that, it's just steady. Yeah, and it's – I was thinking about this earlier today too, because it, 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 one of the things that's been really weird to me is that everybody, so like everybody who you, who like every national personality, everybody who's like prognosticating the playoffs, right? Everybody makes clear, very clearly or quickly, like, Hey, I, I, I would pick the bucks. I would pick the bucks. I would pick the bucks. And it's like, but like what evidence, like, do we have to pick the bucks? Like we have several yeah. years of just like, the Celtics having good matchups for the Bucks and the Sixers, right? Yeah. Just just year after year after year of them playing pretty darn well against those teams. Yeah. And like 
that like to your point about the regular season, right? There was like there was no moment where the Bucks looked more dominant or or like like against the Celtics specifically in that matchup. There was no moment where you thought, oh wow, this Bucks team has really figured something out. There was no moment where you thought, oh wow, the Sixers have really figured something out. Like like unless you count, you know, this last Joel Embiid game. But like like I don't know. It's just it, it it's it's been weird to me the how the conversation about the Celtics. It's almost like the Celtics are just like people are just kind of sick of of talking about them, which to your point, like they didn't have a particularly interesting regular season after their big start. It was just kind of pretty solid basketball. And to me, that suggests a team, you know, you talked about being very confident in them, you know, and feeling very good about them going into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they don't look that different than last year. The matchups look roughly the same. The opposition is, is like, you know, the same good teams that they've beaten several times before. Like, you know, I'm not saying they're for sure going to the finals, but if you're, you know, if you're if you're looking for a reason to feel good about the Celtics, like they've looked great against the best teams that they're likely to face. Like 33, and- sorry, 33 wins against teams above 500. Best yeah. record in the NBA. They've been really good against the good teams. They have That's the it. best net rating in the NBA. Their net rating when Robert Williams is in the game is, you know, plus 10. Like, <laughs> yeah, they got. They got a lot of good stuff working for them. This is a good basketball team. Yeah, I feel like the Celtics have beaten Milwaukee a, a lot more than they've lost to them over the yeah. past few years. Yeah. I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I keep saying I like the Celtics matchups, and I mean that across the entire run that's setting up for them. Miami is the only team that I'm like, they will outperform. I think Miami has the potential to outperform the expectations of them, yeah. which means they're they're going to lose. But it'll take a little bit longer for the Celtics to beat them. Is is my my kind of stance on that? Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I still think the Celtics beat Miami. I'm not going to go full Kendrick Perkins and be like, "Oh, they should be afraid of my." No, come on, get out of here with that mess. Uh, but they they obviously have the matchups against. Philly, that's that's been kind of like set. Everybody understands that. Why isn't anybody really looking at the matchup against Milwaukee? The Celtics have consistently been able to frustrate Giannis. They've consistently been able to held to, to hold him below his usual standard of play. And as I've been saying, they have Al Horford, who can play Brooke Lopez off the floor. Brooke Lopez is a key, like the key to their defense with their rim protection. And if you play Bobby Portis, then all you do is you take Al Horford out, you put Robert Williams in, and you say, good luck, Bobby. Deal (laughs) with that. And and you just play that game. Pick and roll him with Tatum to absolute death. It's it's Just crush him. Just crush him. And it's like, oh, you know, like Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is going to make a difference? No. He is not. I'm sorry. He's not. I, Grayson I, Allen. I, I love Jake Grayson Allen. No, absolutely no. not. That's going to be an all caps mismatch. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You know, that's. I, I, I know Milwaukee went on their big run, and I know they have Giannis, who is the best player on the floor. Unbelievable. Okay. And Chris Middleton and all of that. It's not going to be easy. No. But I still like the Celtics matchups. I like what the Celtics can do without changing anything. The Bucs will have to change fundamentally how they play defense to defend the Celtics. And that to me is, is, is meaningful. That, so. 
yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying the Celtics are going to beat the Bucks. I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying they're for sure going to beat the Sixers. I just think like we have a lot of evidence that they might. <laughs> like you know that that like that the matchups are great for them there. So all right. Yeah. Well, the, we still have to figure out who the first round opponent is, and that's the <laughs> Tuesday night thing. Yeah. So uh, I will have the podcast after Tuesday night, uh, and and get deeper into that matchup, which I mean. Five minute podcast. Celtics will beat Miami. <laughs> oh, it's Atlanta. Oh, Celtics going to beat my beat two, minute, two minute podcast. Yeah, the Celtics podcast. Will... <laughs> They're really going to beat Atlanta. The Celtics uh, might run their uh, their Mascala Pritchard yeah. Hauser lineup <laughs> back out there to see if they can uh, keep it going against Atlanta. Uh, all right. So, uh, Tom, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Appreciate you, man. We'll see you later on this week. Uh, wow, we went long. Forty four minutes. Woo. Plus. Yeah, we were 45 minutes. So, hey, let's wrap this thing up. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like I said, tomorrow's podcast, post game, uh, the Heat Hawks will know what the matchup is. We'll get into that a little bit deeper. And then later on this week, Celtics will start practicing. We'll have a little bit more to talk about there. And game one of the first round is on Saturday at 3.30. So, I'll have a post game podcast for that as well. So make sure you're subscribed, get this show directly to your device or watch it on YouTube, ring the bell so you know when I drop a video. It's the number one Boston Celtics podcast in the world for a reason. So make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're on top of it. And if you're a regular listener, love you. Thank you so much. Do me a favor, share the podcast, spread the word. It's playoff time, baby. So everybody needs to be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.